what it is how's it going everybody today we're gonna be talking about the matrix resurrections the unnecessary sequel that seems necessary to talk about we're gonna be talking about all the things we're gonna talk about new characters old characters robots and 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 i don't know post-apocalyptic stuff we're gonna talk about the whole thing so go ahead and sit down grab a snack grab a beverage and listen on in on the first ones to die. You are now listening to the first ones to die. The first ones to die. First ones to die. Welcome everyone to the first ones to die. Or is it the die ones to first? We don't know because we in the matrix, okay? <laughs> What's that? You know what? No, that was pretty good. That was actually like you. I would have like messed that up, but no, I respect that. <laughs> Listen, you anyway. working for Warner Brothers has messed you all the way up. <laughs> no, he's able to talk backwards now. That's a that's a a skill I don't have. So I you know I can respect that. I'm eating popcorn. I'm but eating anyway, popcorn because we reviewed a new just, movie. <laughs> Alex is eating popcorn, drinking wine, and don't call me out about my wine though. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're good. <laughs> there we go. There we go. It looks delicious. Um, Elderberry wine. Yeah. But anyway, how y'all doing today? Before we get into what we're I'm talking, good. About. I'm cracking into. Hold on, <sighs> cracking into a Canada ah. Dry. <laughs> that is. That was a very satisfying sound. I that know, was, right? That was like, that's SMR that's right ASMR, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Hopefully we get a sponsorship in 2022 from Canada Dry. <laughs> I'm sure. Alex, you got to do that with your popcorn now. You got to like chew it in front. I don't want to do that. It's <laughs> fine. Ooh, satisfying. <laughs> so we watched a movie. We watched The Matrix, man. We watched The Matrix. This is what happens when we record a podcast late at night. Um, but we watched well, listen, we're trying to get through this, Matrix. all right? We're trying to get in. <laughs> get it in. Well, no, okay. We watched Matrix Resurrections. The Matrix Resurrections, yes. Resurrections, which I kept thinking that it was called Resurrection, but it's called Resurrections because there's multiple Resurrections. There are multiple Resurrections. Um, this is true. For those who don't know, before we get started... If you haven't listened to any of our uh, reviews before, this is how we're going to do it, all right? Uh, we're going to start with a general thoughts segment. All three of us are going to give our general thoughts about the movie. Uh, no spoilers. And then after that, we're going to go into a full spoiler section. So just know that in case you haven't yet seen The Matrix Resurrections, because uh, at the time of this being released, it's still going to be relatively new. It's only going to be out like for a few days, so... Just be forewarned. And we will give a warning when we hit that spoiler section. Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, so let's talk about that non-spoiler section. Uh, who wants to go first with their thoughts? Jerome, you looking like you're chomping at the bit. But Alex is literally <laughs> chomping at the bit because she's chomping on popcorn. Uh, go ahead first. Yeah. Eating. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, this, I, I was not excited for this film at all. Uh, <laughs> and the reason why is because yet this womp, is yet... Womp. Another movie that is like, why? 
you know the, and not even like because at least other movies it's like well the characters just walked off into the sunset to do more adventures matrix there is a definitive ending like <laughs> the main character died like other characters almost all our main characters died as a matter of fact the only one who was left alive is just like he left he was left alive to grow old like it was over and yet still they were like we want more matrix that's the studio talking not the audience <laughs> and, and so here we are so i was not excited for this movie but uh when the first trailer came out admittedly it did look pretty cool so i was like all right well maybe they got something going um and uh not really <laughs> they, <laughs> this movie it's not now granted it's not awful i don't think it's like the worst movie ever because there have been some people who've been calling it like laughably bad i don't think it's that bad i think it's just one of those things where they try some things they do try to do some new things here that are uh interesting unique creative um the cgi is pretty cool uh, some of the new characters are I liked, but the problem with this movie is that it's trying to send this message that it's not living up to with the existence of its own movie even being around. And I'll get more into that in the spoilers later because that probably sounds pretty confusing the way I just worded it. But um, I think there's just so much of this movie that they just spend it like it spends a lot of time either being on downtime mode or when we do start getting into the plot. You just kind of just like, it's hard to care about certain characters because it's just like, you haven't really spent enough time with any of them to really gravitate to them. Um, especially if you haven't seen the other movies, there are characters who are just in this movie and you're just like, if you haven't seen Matrix 1 through 3, you do not know the relevancy of why that character is important because this movie doesn't do a really great job of explaining why they are important and why it matters that this person is here at this time so that's my start i still like i would say the movie's okay at best um it's definitely a lackluster matrix sequel not as bad as reloaded or revolutions but that's how i feel what about you jonathan how are you feeling about this movie <laughs> yeah i so i've only seen the very first matrix and it was a long time ago at that. So it's been a minute since I've been involved in the Matrix universe. And with that being said, I had a fun time for a good amount of it. It's just that, like Jerome was saying, because I hadn't seen two and three and it had been a minute since I'd seen the first one, I was very lost at many points in the film. I did not know the certain character dynamics, who this specific character was, who that specific character was, because like you mentioned, if they didn't do the best job of introducing them or reintroducing them, there are some sequels that come out that they don't necessarily stand alone, but if that is your first uh, experience or you have a limited experience with a certain franchise and you're kind of jumping into it at that point at that sequel point they do kind of a better job of setting the characters up and reintroducing you to the characters um, rather than assuming that you had just went on a matrix one two and three marathon so um with that being said it was uh fun to look at the visuals were awesome 
the action was good. Um, but a lot of it, I was just like, okay, wait, who are you? So yeah, that was my experience. How about you, Alex? Well, I'm in love with Keanu Reeves, so <laughs> a portion of the time I was watching it was really just focused on that. Question, man. do you love him more than you like Jason Momoa? Absolutely. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is on a whole nother level. <laughs> that man is beautiful in body and mind. Um, I felt like the movie was holding a lot to nostalgia for a while. I did like how they changed the the career the character had at the beginning was very modern and adaptive but they did keep that red pill blue pill thing and i thought that was more for nostalgia than it was actually like necessarily needed mm-hmm. because throughout the film you kind of see i understand the whole thought process is you know truth or lie but at the beginning of the film, it's not really a spoiler. It's said in the other ones about how it's all an illusion because you're going to decide to pick truth anyway. And the choice has already been decided. It's really just, you know what you're going to do already. Um, so the pills weren't necessary. And during the movie, he was kind of more pushed. And I'll explain in better detail about how he was more pushed than really given any options. Um, but that aspect, I was like, oh, okay, like why are you trying to pretend this is like a certain you're trying so hard to fit the narrative of the old matrixes when they've already moved past that into a more different era or different style that i thought like they were forcing nostalgia onto these film onto the film and that's where it started losing me at parts i did love um the introduction to neil patrick harris's character uh especially at the beginning and the the way he was handling you know his disillusions and things like that were actually very common practices that I handle when I'm dealing with like my own personal panic attacks with the you know touching of the fabric and it's actually called grounding you describe the things around the area and brings you back to reality so I did like that they represented that really well but there were just aspects of the movie where my real problem was they were holding so strongly to it being nostalgic holding on to like the original matrix and being like, look, look, it's just the same that I feel like it was taking away to what the movie could be on standing on its own. Because so that's my opinion. It was bits and parts, but they could have done more or been more and standing on their own, but they were kind of holding on too much to the past, but they should always keep galleries. Um, I love, can we get into spoilers? Cause I, yeah, I I have some yeah, well I have some I have, things. I have a lot to say too. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, spoiler time. Okay. Spoilers. Well, so just... uh before we before oh. we get into spoilers though, uh if you wanted to click off at this point, first of all, uh go watch the movie for yourself. Develop your own opinion. Come back and then come on back and listen to this section of the review. Also though, uh if you don't plan on doing so and you just want to hear more of our beautiful voices, see our lovely faces. Follow us at The First Ones to Die on YouTube. You can listen to our podcast everywhere podcasts are available. Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, stuff like that. As well as see a, a video version of all our podcasts here on the YouTubes if you're watching this on YouTube. So there we go. Sorry, Jonathan. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. I was just going to say 
and this is not a, a very non-serious point about the movie, but <laughs> in the very first part of the movie, I loved the meta-ness of it all. Uh, when they were talking about uh, Warner Brothers is wanting to make a sequel I literally to the rewound the, the movie because they, when they, I'm like, hold on, did I hear that right? I literally hit the 15 second mark like three times to be like, okay, I'm not tripping. They literally just said Warner Brothers is making another <laughs> Matrix. So does that mean the Warner Brothers are the bad guys? <laughs> Who okay. knows? Who it knows? was trippy. But, but it they was also really mentioned, trippy. They also mentioned, um, I don't know if this was af- actually, af- if the character of Bugs was actually named after Bugs Bunny, another Warner Brothers character. You know what? <laughs> I didn't think about that, but it could be because she's also got the white rabbit tattoo. Oh. So maybe she and, is in the movie, to be Bugs she says, Bunny. Yeah, and but the, it's and, a rabbit, and it's the white rabbit. Yeah, but Bugs hole. Bunny, you, you know, bunnies, rabbits. And in the movie, often. in the movie, she introduces herself. She says Bugs, like the bunny. So, so maybe they may she may be uh, in reference to Bugs Bunny. That was that'd be really cool. Yeah, the meta ness of the beginning of this movie, it, I thought it was cool too. I think it was a really cool because. Um, the, that's the coolest thing about the Matrix ever since the first one. It's always been super meta in that like even though it's a high concept idea it feels plausible the way they presented it in the first movie where the way they explain stuff like deja vu and um, when he has that throwaway line I think it's in the second one where he's like yeah the Matrix is like it's code, but it, there's like glitches. That's why, like, uh, you know, maybe the machines didn't know how to program what chicken tastes like. That's why so many things taste like chicken. And it's throwing lines like that. That's like people say that, but then you think about it and you're like, yeah, there are a lot. That is like a common saying. But then when you eat certain things, people are like, it tastes just like chicken. It actually does. What if we are in a simulation? What if we are in a machine world? You know, it's like it presented a really interesting idea. That seemed plausible despite being a super high concept idea because the world we live in, we always feel like it's never like, especially when it comes to like people who are into fantasy stuff, we always want to feel like we could be like a superhero or something. And maybe we're just one day away from like doing that super extraordinary thing that makes us unique. Um, No different than Neo goes from being just some dude in a cubicle to being the one, you know? So it was always meta. It was super cool. On that line of Neo and being meta, um, there was a line where Bugs tells him that he's barely aged. And I know in the movie, you know, he, he in reality, uh, has aged more than he looks. But I kind of took that as a double meaning because everyone says Keanu Reeves is a vampire and that he's barely <laughs> aged. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's another meta line. Like he's barely aged. They put that in there because of the running joke on the internet. Like Keanu Reeves is a vampire who's barely aged. So I got a kick out of that as well. Uh, my issues with the meta thing is that while this movie is very, it, it starts out being very meta and that's cool because the matrix has always been a meta concept, especially once they get into the video game, thing where they're like discussing all the things that they say the matrix is which is like conversations i'm sure actual people have had about their thoughts about the matrix the issue 
is that they present it like, yeah, man, I mean, you know, like, but if we're going to make a new Matrix, like, it's got to be, like, fresh and new. It can't be a repeat of what we have already done. That's lame and stupid. You know, that's that's what everybody else does. We're going to be different. And it's like, that's their that's their message throughout this entire movie. They even have the Merovingian, a character from Matrix, I think, 3, that shows up to be like, well, back in our day, we used to be original. We made art. And it's just like, okay, that's your message. But the whole, you can't go five paces in this film without tripping over a flashback from another Matrix movie. <laughs> just being like, oh, snap. Remember that scene when the mouth was sewed up? Oh, snap. Remember that scene when, when Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu fought with Kung Fu? Remember that line that one time? It's like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be like, we're not going to rely on nostalgia for our movie and then fill the movie with nothing but nostalgia. <laughs> two characters in this movie come back who don't need to be here why is Morpheus here nothing he does that was his bestie. nothing he does another character couldn't have done a new character that they had made up but why because it's the Matrix we, we gotta have a Morpheus why is but I do <laughs> Agent Smith died I, in the third one why is this dude who's not even Agent Smith you didn't even get Hugo Weaving back so it's like why are you doing another Agent Smith Smith is dead. Have a new character. <laughs> but why? Because you need Keanu and Yaya, Smith to fight. <laughs> I do think Yaya um, Abdul-Mateen, um, he did, I think he did a great, like, he did a great job. Oh, he's, he's fantastic. Capturing the, yeah. yeah, capturing the essence of Morpheus and even down to, like, the deep voice with the well, I tone and yeah, I did appreciate. I like the way yeah. he plays Morpheus because I remember watching the trailer and being like, "Okay, he looks like Morpheus," but a, I'm pretty sure Morpheus is dead at this point, and secondly, he, I don't know, something just ain't right about him. And I'm glad to know that like I was right. Like in this movie, he's not really Morpheus. He's kind of almost like a parody of him that was made in like a program. So it makes sense that he's he looks like Morpheus. He says a lot of the things that Morpheus says, but he's not him. So he still has like little elements of his own personality and being a little playful with it that I thought was really cool. And I was like, that's neat. Actually, that's a really cool idea. I still don't think Morpheus should be here. And I prefer he was a <laughs> just a new character. But him being here was still cool. And the way they use that character... I thought was actually pretty neat. Uh, I go back when I'm talking about nostalgia was the red pill and the blue pill. I don't think that was absolutely necessary because literally they force him to like, they like are already showing him all this stuff. They kind of move around. They're like, oh, take the red pill option. No, dude, you have already exposed him to everything. You have literally kidnapped him, took him to that theater and now they're like, oh, yeah, if you want to join us, maybe. You've already kidnapped the man. <laughs> you can just make the mirror, you know, portal again and push him through it. He'll really have no choice but to accept it, which is kind of what you're doing. <laughs> and, like, or, like, yeah. And I was just like, there's no point of it. And even at the beginning of the movie, of course, they're like, oh, the pills are illusion. You're just, you know, it's all already decided. 
I didn't think that was necessary. However, I will say I did like when they did pause when he was taking his pills. So it's kind of like a love-hate thing. When he was taking his <laughs> pills every morning, it was a blue pill. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's taking the blue pill. I get it. I do wish, and I get what they're doing, I wish they would drop the white rabbit analysis. <laughs> or, I'm sorry. Metaphor? Metaphor. Metaphor. Metaphor, not analysis. Metaphor. We get it. Going or, down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. They had like That's that what I mean, song, man. They rely on Jefferson's a lot of airplanes, white rabbit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had the Jefferson airplanes, white rabbit playing, the bunny on her shoulder. Like there, there's gotta be some other reference. Or like if that's really all you can do, no wonder you guys are getting caught so easily and broken into. Everything's a white rabbit reference. Everything's an Alice in Wonderland. Like it's easy to figure out what your passwords are. But Alex White Rabbit. Alex, how are we going to have the white rabbit be in this movie and remind people about that awesome movie, the matrix we made. If we don't make the same references and metaphors that we made in that first movie. All you have to do is put Keanu Reeves in a black trench coat and everything's <laughs> going to be fine. <laughs> this, this movie, there's so many things, but you know what? Skipping past the nostalgia thing for a second. The other issue I have with this movie is that there's, it feels like uh, I. Uh, someone commented that they're saying that this feels like someone making a Matrix fan film is what this movie feels like. And I feel that because there's so many things that the Matrix 1 did right that this movie does wrong, despite the fact that it's made by at least one of the two people that made the first Matrix. Uh, for example, they have fight scenes in this movie, like, you know, hand-to-hand kung fu fight scenes. But one of the things that made The Matrix 1 so cool with its fight scenes was that it was always these long, wide shots where you could clearly see the choreography. And, you know, you could see, I don't know if it was always Keanu or if he had a stunt double, but either way, you know, it was very hard to tell who which one was which because it was so fluid and fast and cool. It was just like old school kung fu movies. And here... All the action sequences are close up with shaky cam. So that way you can't really see what's going on. And it's it's like, you're the same person. Why aren't you doing it the same way? You set the standard. Like the way the CG was done when Matrix 1 came out was unlike anything any movie had done. Yet in this movie, <laughs> there's so much CG and it's all it's it, I don't know it's just so weird that they kind of just like make these choices that takes a movie that was the innovator for blockbusters like this and this being a sequel to that it feels like it's just doing the same tropes that all the other movies do at this point and it's like you would think the person who set the rules wouldn't just keep following the rules to make another movie it's weird that and also uh i was very confused by the rules they have because in the first matrix and all the rest of them they always had to use a phone to exit the matrix which was like a cool like um visual way to to you know add tension because it's like oh man i hope they find a telephone somewhere else they they're gonna be stuck in the matrix and die but in this they they're like yeah we don't need phones anymore now we can just jack in and out whenever we want and there are a few action sequences where they're in a chase scene, and I'm like, okay, just pull them out. Why? Why are we? Why are we wasting time trying to run from these agents? We could easily well, just jack out. 
they just they said that, but then the, now at the beginning they had mirrors. Was how they got in and out of realities or in and uh-huh. out of different worlds, and like there was that scene where they were on a train and <laughs> they were like, "Oh, it's a tiny, yeah, don't worry, it's protected. You, you get, get closer, it gets bigger." Um, but there's yeah, but there's times where they like, don't use mirrors and they're just like back in the real right, world. And that's and I'm what like, I'm saying. What the? <laughs> and I understand had they stuck with that time of like mirrors, which I get it. It's you know everything's reflective. There's different realities within behind the mirrors. Um, and why they didn't keep to that, I thought that was a little more interesting. And all of a sudden, then they were like, oh, yeah, we can just go in and out. You can't stay in this reality too long or they'll find you in this one. And it's like, well, well, no, you had a good concept. And it's something that you can use to block the bad guys, the, the enemies, from traveling into the world you're establishing mm-hmm. by, like, locking the mirrors. Now anybody can just jump. And it's just like, well, then what are you, you going to do? Right. When I come for you. <laughs> Got it? There you go. Take y'all a second. Um, um, what did you think about uh, Neil Patrick Harris and his villain arc? Because I wasn't I wasn't necessarily expecting him to be the villain. So when he was, mm. I was like, oh, okay. This is, I didn't this expect him to have such a prominent role. I yeah, I thought same. it was just like that, I thought he was going to be... I, I knew it like wasn't for the one scene because yeah. he had a name. He was the analyst. So I was like, all right, well, he's got – he's – because, you know, the Matrix is filled with people like that. There's the Oracle, the Architect, the Key Maker. So there's like – there's a bunch of characters they've had throughout the movies that are like these important figures, but they're just programs. So I was like, okay, is he a good program or a bad program? Because we've had both. You know. I almost anticipated him being – Almost involved then afterwards, uh, like Neo pulls him through it and goes like, hey, look, everything you've told me is wrong. And he's like, oh, my God. So I assumed he was part of the program, but like an unknowing part that would kind of like have somebody who not just Neo realizing, oh, this is everything's fake and we're all in a simulation, but pulling somebody else who was going to end up being more of a you know that fun character not that fun character but that character in the beginning that's like what the hell is going on that has that moment of freak out that really when you're pulled into your mirror you should have uh that moment of freak out i thought that was what he was going to be and then he turned out to have that villain uh arc and it was like oh i can kind of see that too because he was also the one who had the most control over uh neo's character because when you get a therapist, you really have to, like, trust them. So, like, I can understand where he went, like, where that would be the best character to do mind control. I know. This so ain't, I did, did, like, yeah. This movie ain't a good advertisement for helping people with therapy. To be fair, he's not no, even a real, but he's, he's not a real therapist, though. He's just a, a program dedicated to keeping Neo and Trinity locked up. So... And I will yeah. say they did use a proper technique that even I use uh, to come back from panic attacks or flashbacks. It's the grounding technique. If anybody mm-hmm. has those, you know, experience, I suggest looking into it. It's, it's very nice. Uh, brings you back. And that is true. But, like, yeah, I was a little surprised that they turned him villainous. I was almost right. Like, he has been villainous in other movies and, and, and I think a show once. But, like, I was ready for him to be more, like, the suddenly the comic relief that we didn't get in the other Matrixes. But, like, nowadays, you always have a comic relief everywhere. 
So I was like, okay, we're going to have that moment of like light humor, like, oh, haha. Now it's like all coming together. Here we are together. And here's this, you know, new light character. But nope. Which he kind of, he kind of was, he had like some comedic lines. Uh, he was definitely it got the a little most goofy near the of, end for me with like her knocking yeah. his jaw off and stuff. And it was just like, all right. Right. When she was just like <laughs> slash slitting his throat and he was just like, come on, what are you doing? Or whatever. We're not real. I <laughs> I didn't think you're gonna kill me like this. My issue, I think, I don't know. For me, it's like it's, and this is not to Neil anything against Neil Patrick Harris, but it's just the thing of like, this is exactly the same thing as when because he talks about his predecessor in the movie and he's referencing the architect who was in Matrix Two, and that movie had the same problem this one does, where it's like. When you have a villain whose whole thing is I sit in a room and talk real sp- and say smarmy stuff, but then I let other people do the fighting for me. It's like, okay, then why are you here? <laughs> like we have, like I would rather an active villain, and um, that's one of the things that made Agent Smith really cool is that he was an active villain. Like yes, he could say like all the analytical stuff because he's actually a robot or a computer program, but. At the same time, he also can, you know, kick some ass. Like, he will fight Neo physically and challenge him both mentally and physically. Versus the analyst just challenges him mentally. And even then, not really. He's not really around very often. Um, Heck, the ending big, like, epic climax of this movie is just horde mode from a video game. Where you just have to fight a zombie apocalypse, basically. Because... (laughs) Because all the NPCs have turned into zombies, and you have to, you know, make it to the checkpoint. Actually, that's the other thing. They they should not have re- uh, they should have not have related Matrix to a video game because that's what this movie is is a video game <laughs> from start to finish. It's just here, like here's the here's your NPC characters you team up with. It's like, hi, I'm Bugs. I'm the captain. This is so and so. He's the hacker. There's that guy. He's a fighter. And it's just, and I'm just like, I feel like I'm playing I a video what, game right now. Like, where's? Well, that's the whole. <laughs> I don't thing. have a controller in my hand. Like, like, <laughs> I I understand why they would reference a video game over everything else because, like, it's that whole like, it's already programmed into the this, into the you know the whole system. You can make a decision for your character, but the outcome is already created. So I get the concept. I did not like that they referenced zombies, and I'm a big zombie person. I didn't like that they referenced zombies in the end because it was well, like, they don't reference them, but that's basically what it is. It's it's basically what it is. That's what what I mean. Because like, I swear to God, everything has zombies nowadays. <laughs> now things that don't need to have zombies or like mindless like beings just trying to kill you that were once like human or humanoid. Don't need to turn into like a zombie style creature. It's just like again, that's one of the things from the first movie where I'm like, I, I, I hate to say it, but I think my main critique about this movie no, but is that it's not enough have, like the first movie. <laughs> There's more zombie feeling feel in this one than there was in like the original Matrix. Then again, I haven't watched the original original Matrix. This one, oh no, well, there's one. There definitely this one is. Gave me a more, this one gave me a more alien film than zombie film i i could either way i think it's just the matrix one seems like at its core yes it is very meta yes it talks about a lot of things that involving like choice and you know psychology and 
human um human interaction all that stuff but at its core it is still a very simplistic sci-fi action movie all right it has its clear villains it has its clear heroes it has a very clear story like the whole thing of matrix one is we're trying to convince this dude that he actually is like basically cyber jesus that's the story (laughs) from you know from start to finish and uh, and and it's about belief. It's about ha- believing in yourself, believing you can be better than what you assume your role in the world is. That's the Matrix. This movie is trying to do way too much, <laughs> way too much, and be more than that. And it's like that's why the other sequels never took off the same way. It's because they tried to be bigger than that. Heck, just when they go to the um, human city, which, by the way. Uh, seeing uh, Jada Pinkett Smith in old makeup, <laughs> there were times where it was really good, and other times where I was like, "No, no, oh no, I'm getting some but, old vibes right now." <laughs> like the movie old, the movie old <laughs> with um, the makeup but, department. Uh, but I mean, um, it was still good to see her. It was good to, that they actually mm-hmm. like got her back to do it versus like getting someone and, else. You know. And on that note, uh, Thelma Hopkins, who played Rhea, I immediately recognized her uh, from Family Matters. She was uh, the aunt in Family Matters. And uh, I was happy to see her on my oh, screen really? again. Yeah. And then I looked up her uh, her like um, uh, filmography, and she's done a lot since Family Matters. Like, she's in things consistently mm. as, like, as, as proven by... Being in the Matrix. Heck, you know who I did, who I recognized throughout this entire movie? God dang, like, at least 25% of the Sense8 cast <laughs> are in this movie. <laughs> and I was like, I was like. They were like, Sense8 got canceled. So I know. There's so many people where I was like, there, and I mean, so most of them are just like one-off characters that I don't even remember their names, but they were in it. And I'm just like, hey, that guy's from Sense8. And that guy, he's from Sense8. That girl, she's from Sense8. Well, I mean, that was a, a show kind of about breaking reality. Well, it was Osco made by and the Wachowskis, so they're friends. That's why they got the job, <laughs> more than yeah, likely. True. Um, but I mean, I mean, nobody did a bad job. I don't think anyone here does a bad job. I think the big thing, though, is that nobody here stands out either. Like even Keanu Reeves and and Carrie Ann Moss, like they're the returning people and and are supposed to be the main characters, but I, I they didn't do a bad job. But I don't think anything they did was like I was like, oh man, like remember that scene though? Like they they kind of didn't really I, like shock and awe either. With like yeah, Keanu Reeves' character Neo, he didn't try to be young because a lot of times they'll remake something and all of a sudden like they're just as spry as when they were like in the original series or they're young again. His character really did adapt to his age. He is older. He couldn't do those like cool moves anymore as much as like we would have loved to see them in the action sequences. He really was like aged with his character and they were like, yeah, you're a bit older, but you know, you're not aging as old, which again, which was a joke, but it did speak to like, he was acting in his age range which i appreciate because when you see a lot of older actors who are doing action it's like dude no i absolutely know you can't move that way 
I'm 30 and have a bad back now. And the stuff I have seen you do in like your earlier career and the accidents I know have been reported from those sets, your character at your age would not be able to do that. And that's, and I like how, again, this movie had a like a lot more realist for something that was in the matrix and talking about various realities and like nothing's real. It had a weirdly good stance on what would be reality. I mean, with the video game thing, it's a bunch of like, with all due respect to our friends who do uh, video game development, it's a bunch of eager nerds. <laughs> and the older ones are just tired and like, shut up. I'm just trying to design something. But of course, working with your role model, you'll get excited like that first character. And, you know, everybody thinks, oh, creating a video game. It's also so cool. Like you get to design a world, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of math. It's a lot of numbers. And that's kind of reality on that, too, that it's a very hard job that, you know, can be draining mentally. Another thing is, like, the mental health issues. Character going through all that and having flashbacks, definitely going to have mental health issues. It's not just, like, he's living on a farm somewhere and all of a sudden he has a deja vu or a flashback to a core memory. He's like, nope, this was a traumatic event where I died. And I remember dying in a weird way. And, like, it affects him. And I so there's, like, that whole, this is a weird brace in reality. And I think that's kind of what it differs when it comes to the Matrix. This one can actually make you feel like you're in the Matrix. And as somebody, again, as I've openly spoke, struggles with mental health, sometimes reality gets a little fickle for me. So it was kind of trippy. However, I really did not like the mirror jumping. I thought that was stupid. All right, I thought if you're going to stick with... And then the whole jumping out of nowhere, stick with it if you're going to stick with it. And then they had these things where it's like, it wasn't based enough in reality and it pulled you out immediately and you're like, oh yeah, this is this is definitely not going to happen in any world. This is not something I can connect with or it's just something where it hits you again hardcore with that nostalgic feeling and you were kind of pulled out of the movie because you were going, oh yeah, they're referencing the first Matrix. They're referencing the second. I think it's because of the oh, flashbacks. Yeah. And then it like pulls you. Like the fact that you actually see the scene that they're referencing as opposed to the uh, them yeah. just letting you remember if you've seen the movie. If you haven't seen, because if you haven't seen the movie, they could make those references and you probably might not know what they're talking about, but you could maybe piece it together. Yeah. But the fact that they like, they'll say something and then they'll show well, you right. visually the scene that they're talking about. It does, it can take you out of the experience. Yeah, like right when they met uh, Morpheus, that first part with the blue and the red pill, automatically, boom, flashback scene to when the, he originally did it too. And I was like, is this what it's going to be like? And it was. Yeah, it's that. Anytime there was a little <laughs> reference, it was like. For a lot of that. Um, as, as we kind of wrap up <laughs> um at the towards the very end of the film alex why are you looking at me like that because you haven't said much and i'm just thinking of like what what are you gonna say about the end of the film so i'm excited to hear it that's all it's my well, joy face well i was just gonna say at the very end um uh trinity and neo they say we have a second chance why does my siri keep coming on they have they say we have a second 
I can't wait to edit the audio of this episode so I can hear what you're both saying. (laughs) Go on. They say, they say we have a second chance. More like a fourth chance. Anyway. Good God. Um, What is going on? Everyone's phones are going on. I know that's you, but I'm just saying. It's like they don't want That's Jonathan. Right, right. The, the technology's like, Jonathan's talking smack about the Matrix. He can't let this stay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't going to talk smack. I was going to say, they say we have a second chance, which immediately in my mind um, brought up the idea that we're probably going to see these characters again. So do you agree with that? And where do you think they go from here? Briefly. I mean, they did say they wanted to do a Matrix 4 and 5, or that the studio wanted to do a Matrix 4 and 5, so I already- you know 5 and 6? No, no. This is the fourth one, and then the next one will be oh, the fifth one. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you meant after this. No, this no, no. no. They, announced, they announced Matrix 4 like years ago, that they were going to be working on a, a fourth Matrix. Um, So, I- Honestly, I think if if anything, the only thing I want is for them to to dumb it down. All right? I know that the Matrix is high concept. I get that. But like the fun thing about the first Matrix movie is that it's high concept, but it doesn't feel like it is. The whole time you're watching it, you it feels very down to earth or as down to earth as the Matrix can be. Um so it doesn't, you know, you don't get lost. And that's what's hurt every single Matrix sequel since the first one. Is that they start getting real big with the concepts. And it starts becoming a thing where it's so grand, you you kind of lose interest. Because you can't relate anymore. When Neo is like flying through the sky like Superman and fighting, uh, you know, albino twins turn into ghost people. And meanwhile, agents are turning in or can make a duplicates of themselves by possessing other people and turning them into more of themselves. You know what I mean? At that point, you've lost me. <laughs> I can no longer relate to this. I can no longer be, it's not dumb, dumbed down. And I think this movie has a lot of that, of just like them doing a lot of things. And it's so high concept, it's kind of losing, it's getting lost in itself. So I think if they do another one, dumb it down. And not just everything. The next one. That- CG, but also in the filmmaking. Like, let the let the action scenes breathe. You know, take pull, pull the camera back. Let's see all the action sequences. Let us, you know. Meet these characters and get to know them and spend time with them. They need to do like, they need to pull a Scream or a Halloween where they just call the next one Matrix, not The Matrix, just Matrix. And <laughs> I don't think that'll have help. A, a re- revitalization. <laughs> well, they could have. It, it helped. It helped the, the other ones. Yeah, I don't think the title helped with, them that much. It was the story. <laughs> The well, the title helps. The title helps the the essence of the story uh, because it's a, a reinvention of sorts. And they could have done that with this one because yeah. the last the last Matrix sequel was released in two thousand three. So it's like it's been a minute since we've seen these characters anyway. So this could be a reboot in a sense. Reality, they should have just not even brought back the old characters. They should have just like used some new ones. I like Jessica Henwick as Bugs. I think she's she's honestly the only character new character that i was like you're cool i want to know more about you 
you're awesome but and and i guess morpheus too um but the rest of them i was like i could take or leave you like and i it was nice to see neo and trinity again but because they don't really do a lot with them it's kind of like okay then what'd you bring them back for nostalgia um (laughs) so basically this movie is just trying to play on nostalgia but anyway so wrapping up what's your grade we haven't done grades in a while. Jonathan, you go ahead. Um, uh, that's tough. I'm. I'm gonna give it. I don't have. I'm gonna give it a B minus, and that's that might sound generous, but it it does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like. Like we've mentioned multiple times in this episode, this film was operating on the nostalgia aspect. And I felt that I I felt like I was going back to the first time I was watching the original Matrix, the first one. Um, it was great to see some of the new characters or the new the new actors um, who were in the film, like Yaya Abdul-Mateen, um, because he's just a rising star right now. And. Uh, his presence is always welcome in in the movies, in anything he's in, because he always kills it. Um, and I like the visuals. I really like the visuals. I just wish the story, like, they made it, like, I wish they were able to, like, deconstruct the story a little bit better. Um, with that being said, I hope they make Matrix next time i hope they just call it matrix and maybe like do a reinvention of it uh yeah that'll that'll be my grade and final thoughts uh my grade alex or jerome okay. oh sorry jerome, i'm sure if you're gonna, <laughs> I was gonna go on a, um my grade for this is a is a c minus um like i said the cg is still really cool um and uh you know jessica hemwick's great i do i wish i knew more about her character but for the little bit we did get we at least got her personality at the very least you know so that was that's a good start if they do more i would like to learn more about her character i would like to see more morpheus i'd like to see more of this world too like normally in the matrix movies is you want to know more about the matrix and you don't don't really care about the human world this time around, I would actually like to know more about the human world. Now that we're now that they're like teaming up with machines and stuff, that's super cool. So I'd like to know more about that concept. Um, so I'd like to see more of that. Um, but uh, for me, it's just the fact of like this movie tries so hard to be like, yeah, we're gonna be original and be different, and being very meta about it, but. At the same time, they're doing all the same things that every other movie that they're trying to make fun of or talk smack about is doing, which is relying on extreme nostalgia for you to like be invested in this story. But to their detriment, considering that you know certain characters don't need to be here because they don't really add much to the story or they're not important enough to the plot for them to be here, like, in, like Jonathan Groff as Smith, who why is agent smith back just so we can see him and neo fight exactly the same way they fought in the first movie and it's like if that's all these these characters are here for is to make references to the old movie then you're no better than the movies you say you're not trying to be like 
So if anything, I think if they can dumb the Matrix down, if they're doing another one, like dumb it down, make it simple again, make it relatable, bring it back down to earth. I think they can do well. They already, the first part of this movie with Keanu just being, or sorry, not Keanu, Neo (laughs) just being in, you know, in the Matrix and kind of just like listfully walking through the program and stuff like that. That's the type of grounded stuff I'm talking about where it really brings everything down to a level that's very relatable for your audience. So keep doing more stuff like that in your next movie from the full, you know, for the full two hours. And I promise you, people will want more Matrix because this is still a cool concept. And it'd be really interesting to see what they do with it going further into the modern day. And Alex. Uh, I'm going to actually go with uh, Jonathan's kind of grade point and like a B, B minus because I actually enjoyed it. Um, kind of not until when the end came. That wasn't my favorite part. But I think this movie has such mixed reviews because you do enjoy the nostalgic, but you kind of hate it because it interrupts the new film. And then the new film has... I like the modern way it presents itself with the video games because the video games are a good good metaphor to how the Matrix works where even though you're uh, given a choice of where to go, it's already programmed all the outcomes are programmed within a video game already. I think that's a concept that can really present the Matrix in a very understandable way And when it all comes down to coding and numbers and everything like that. I don't like... some. Again, my big problem was, again, with the the rabbit, the white rabbit. They need to chill on that. I think if they calm down on that, maybe get a new metaphor, change their passwords... They'd probably go for a little further with their plans of deconstructing the main. We'll change everything. No um, more pills. No more white rabbit. No more. Yeah. No more all that stuff. Just literally kick people through the mirror. Okay. <laughs> all right. They already. You already freaked them out, and now you're just be like, "Hey, take a drug." Like, no, you're, I'm. I'm not gonna trust some sketchy dude who just like kidnapped me to a creepy old ass theater. All right. Um. You, that's certainly somebody you should not be taking any pills from. Absolutely. Nor should you be taking any pills from any strangers. Just, you know, PSA out there. Do not take any drugs from strangers, no matter what. That being said, um, I did enjoy the movie. Again, especially the first part where the reality is breaking, how they're introducing stuff, and... The little things in life, because it did remind me of all those like pictures you see where it's, you know, the glitch in reality, the break in the matrix where they're like, oh, life is kind of messing up and it's breaking from the simulation. And those were like real moments where you're like, yeah, I've seen those in real life. I can relate to then it became a little more uh, more fantasy than anything at the end. Um, And again, Keanu Reeves, I love him. I think he really fell back into his role and made it age appropriate where he wasn't trying to do all these stunts you know his 20 something character would do he is an older gentleman now and his stunts and his fighting styles although i will agree the uh wide the wide camera angles would have been better it does show that he is now limited to what his body can do because his body has aged with him even in the simulation and he can't move the way he needs and we do need these younger like kids going on but um so it's in that, like, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the acting. 
but also there's a lot of stuff that I think Taken Out could have been a good movie standing on its own. Also, and not to mention Keanu Reeves is 57 years old. I mean, listen, if he can, the stuff he does in the John Wick movies proves that he can still do it. All right. This was a directorial choice, not a limited yeah, but that's choice. Not, but that's not like um, that type of fighting style. Maybe not. In John Wick, it is straight like grunge fighting. Like he's going to. Maybe like, not. But you look, look at the feet. They did a featurette for this movie. He trained to do stunts for this movie. I'm not so, saying he can't. That man can do whatever he wants. I'm saying a human body is still limited. And bending backwards at the angle they had him do in the movie, even with help from, like, you know, whatever they were using, he can't do that. That's going to Maybe hurt not. Then get a stunt double. That's what stunt doubles are for. <laughs> but then it becomes unrealistic. No, it doesn't. Anyway, That's that what a cinematographer's job is to do, is to hide that stuff so you don't even know. All I think, it's not that you don't see it and you don't know. It's that, like, you look at him and you're like, dude, you're old. You yeah, but he's the one. That way. All right, Alex, all right? The man can, the one the man is... can fly and, and, and can, like, you know, use force the fields one... to block bullets and all types of stuff. He could do anything when he's in the Matrix, when he's in real life, not so is much. A beautiful, <laughs> is, is beautiful, but he's still older. Um. Also, I was going to say also, though, update the aesthetic. I mean, I know the black leather and the black trench coats and the shades and all that stuff was the thing. But that's because those were the outcast people in the 90s. All right. Now, like, at least walking around Seattle, 50% of the population no. wears that every day. You need to get a new aesthetic <laughs> for this movie when people are in the Matrix. Bugs, for example. Bugs has just shades, but she has the blue hair. She's got the colored outfit. Maybe that's the new aesthetic. I don't know. Figure it out. But all I'm saying is the black leather has got to stop. <laughs> that's well, old. Those glasses, those, <laughs> those glasses that, um, that Morpheus wears. Those are in style right now. Those are like that's what I'm saying. You can't use that stuff for when they're in the Matrix. It's in style. The fact, like the reason they wore it in the '90s, because it wasn't in style. Only certain people dressed like that back during that time when the first few movies came out. Now everybody dresses like that. You got to get some new. You got to get a new style. Get a new stylist, baby. <laughs> if you want to do more Matrix movies. They should go men in black style. Put them in suits because, like, ah, suits are restricting. Suit, Plus, guys. that's the agents. That's the agents thing. The agents wear suits. Alex, I would love for you to be a costume designer on a Keanu Reeves film. I mean, he wears one in John Wick. That's his. That's his costume. Is a suit. And there is nothing wrong with that outfit there. All right, social anyway, guys. You can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. Uh. You can find me at Not Jerome Rhett on Instagram as well as at Robozo Media. It's the other stuff I'm working on. And then follow us all at The First Ones to Die on all our social medias. You can send us emails as well at The First Ones to Die at gmail.com. And if you want to see all our video stuff plus extra video content, check out The First Ones to Die on YouTube. You got to type the whole thing in because we're not famous yet. But <laughs> type in The First Ones to Die podcast on YouTube in your search bar. We can pull, uh, you can pull us up. And, you know, come check out our stuff. See what all we got going on. We got video versions of every podcast, vlog stuff, video games we've played, all types of stuff. So. And you can Alex. find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram, uh, as well as TikTok as Alex and Cheddar, where I post videos of me and Cheddar, as well as 
just random stuff I do at work now because I'm really bored there. And also I run the TikTok account for the first ones to die where you can see little clips and things we do. And that is all. Happy New Year. Happy Hope New it's going to be awesome. Week. See you next week. Next week we will be um, releasing our expectations for 2022 podcast episode. Uh, so that should be fun with a special guest, uh, a.k.a. a recurring guest. I'll give you that hint. So um, who will it be? We'll see you then. <laughs> who will it be? Uh, we'll see you then. And have a good, happy and safe new year. Bye. Bye.